Mm-hmm. What's up, everybody? I forgot to put our little intro. Don't frazzle my It's the Woodworking Morning Show. Well, if that isn't a classic show start for us, huh? Hey. <laughs> frazzling my... Yeah. Frazzling my... <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. It Hi. is the TWW Live Show. I'm Mark. I'm Nicole. We're going to answer some woodworking questions today. We're going to do our best. Uh, a little bit frantic, not totally prepared. As you can see, there were no names on that first uh, board where we usually thank people who help support the show. Get because, your stuff together, Spag. Because I'm unprepared. I haven't read through all the questions <laughs> It's a whole thing. And uh, unfortunately, that's becoming more normal for us is not being as prepared as we want to be for this show. Uh, just because, well, I'll tell you, the weekly thing, mm-hmm. you know, doing weekly videos yep. is definitely more time consuming. And here's what happens. Friday rolls around and I'm like, did you do the notes? She's like, no, did you do the notes? And then we go and take <laughs> care of the kids and no one does the notes. Uh, and then we have to go get the questions and it's all very last minute and very rushy, rushy. We don't like that. No. So I don't think, like it. I think what we're going to do, try it for a while and mm-hmm. just see how we like it. Um, again, keeping in mind, it's because we're putting out lots of other content elsewhere. Um, we are probably going to move to a every other week schedule mm-hmm. uh, for the live show. We've been doing this since 2014. I don't think anybody wants 52 episodes of this a year. No. There's a few. <laughs> That's of a you. lot. There's a few. There's a couple of them. There's a few. Yeah. In fact, I know, well, actually... Ray, do you watch the live show? I'm not sure. He's a guild member, but he sent us a lovely gift. Sent you a lovely gift. Oh, did he? Ray Gilmore. Oh, yes, that. You guys, <laughs> anyone who knows me well knows my love of Seinfeld, and I cannot believe that he did this. Yeah, it This was might so be nice. the funnest thing I've ever received from anybody, ever, in my uh, life. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I'm exaggerating. You are, because I've, I, I better not be this, in though? that list. <laughs> I didn't receive you, Nicole. No, I've given you really nice gifts. What sort of chauvinistic Pizza comment is that? from New Jersey. Oh, those things. Yes. So. Anyway, this is Thank fantastic. You, Seinfeld is absolutely in my top three television shows. What's your top one? I don't know. I, I just was giving you, like, a, I'm letting you know it's important <sighs> to me. Ah, uh, yes, it's Kay? important. So, okay. So, again, Ray, thank yeah. you. And Ray didn't want me to feel left out, so... Uh, he was in Colorado Springs at the new uh, Space Force Center, I, I swear. And he got me some challenge coins from Space Force. You know, I thought that that was a Starfleet coin. I it was. They, there's I was sh- like, Ray, love me. He, Star Trek and Seinfeld? Yeah. No, it's from uh, Space Force. Uh, so thank you, Ray. That Hang on. Really did, cool. I, did I say twice a week? No, when no, I no. Said, Every other week. I'm looking at the chat, and I think... So I may have said twice no. a week. Since we're doing... <laughs> is definitely not cut, what I meant. Let's just cut. <laughs> Since we're doing regular content on the Wood Whisperer every single week, yeah. we're doing the live show every other week. Yep. So we can provide a better show, hopefully with more demos, more guests. The guests coming in and yes. answering questions, that takes a while to, to get those people in place. Um, I want to do more fun things. I want to be prepared. You guys ask great questions, and there's a lot of times there's a visual thing I could do, either pulling an image off the internet or a product or something in the shop. And if I keep rushing like this just to get on, I I just did a story 
a few minutes ago saying, we got 10 minutes to go, and my bench top was just covered in dust, mm-hmm. dirt everywhere, and I had to get ready for the show. So I don't want to do that to you guys. I want you guys to get as much quality out of this. And I know some will be disappointed. Mm-hmm. I understand that because it's a weekly thing. Um, but sometimes you just have to make these changes to make sure the quality of the product doesn't, uh, doesn't continue uh, to go downhill. Unless you just want us to quit completely like Wood Talk. <laughs> That's... Wood Talk's a great example, though. <laughs> Wood Talk, we quit because we could not sustain the schedule. Yeah. Then we came back with the help of Rockler, but it was really the schedule that we came up with that made it sustainable for the three of us to do a show. And now it's twice a month, and it's going. we're well into our second year at this Everybody's point. Everybody's talking about the clock. I, I saw the clock, and I was like, can I fix the clock? And he said, no, don't fix the clock. Here's a little tip I want to teach you guys. <laughs> if you're a content creator, always put something in the video that makes people ask questions. Like, if you have a clock, take the batteries out. People will not stop telling you <laughs> that you clock, need to put batteries the in The clock there. is wrong. I did that because I'm just trying to game the system. I'm a YouTuber now. <laughs> oh, no, stop it. And I just want as many comments as possible. It doesn't matter what it's about. And I knew people would comment on the crooked clock. Speaking of... The truth is, John bumped into it while we were sanding on Thursday, and I haven't fixed it because <laughs> I wasn't inclined to fix it. Oh, look at there that. You, go. you just amazing. ruined our views, uh, Nicole. That's all right. I'm going to make it even more quick. No! <laughs> okay. Drive me nuts. Oh, boy. All right, let's so, get to our business. Yeah. What do we got? So a new, um, new video came out today, tricking out a desk. So mm-hmm. my mom had a desk. We needed to improve it, so I did a few things to do that. And a uh, fun little video. Go to, uh, well, you're on the channel now. Is she happy that, that you, you're finished with it? Mark. Mark. See, here's the thing about my mom. You finish one thing. <laughs> three more. more prop, prop and up. she just moves the goalpost. <laughs> And she wants to know when this other thing's going to be done. So, yeah, sure, she's happy, but uh-huh. it just knocked another thing off the to-do list. She, I wonder if she's watching right now. Probably not. Maybe. <clears throat> Joe Ferrone said in the chat that uh, oh. I think he was talking about the Seinfeld set. He was going to get that for yeah. you. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> Tim says uh, he's quoting me as calling myself a YouTuber. And I hope the sarcasm uh, didn't get all over you guys because it was dripping off of me. <laughs> the, the video, if you haven't had a chance to watch the desk video, Apparently, there's lots of sarcasm in that one. It was, in fact, sarcasm made it as a sponsor of the show. <laughs> one of the one of the sponsors. Okay, what else? You got a Powermatic thing to announce here? Uh, no, I have a Wood Whisperer thing to announce. Oh. I said last week that I was going to, because last week was still July. Uh, August 1st, we rolled out a new giveaway on the Wood Whisperer. So if you go to thewoodwhisperer.com slash giveaway, hmm. uh, you can own something that this guy built. It's not that great. It's a, it's the Powermedic 100 anniversary C table. So how long ago was it? It was uh, fall of last year. Fall of last year. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, only U.S. Sorry, everybody else. Nothing personal. Uh, Powermedic's going to ship it out. So yeah. one lucky winner will own something that Mark made. Pretty pretty awesome. Yep. Uh, not many uh, not many people own actual pieces of furniture certainly not people outside of our family yeah Uh, gazang says playing casino games and downloading viruses this was one of like i don't often see people quote me in the comments of a video (laughs) this one is very quotable apparently there's a lot of quotations going on i said some really stupid things uh okay you want to get into some questions before we go but ben ben's wood crafts wants to know what's the next project for ben ben almost uh Almost banned Mike McDonald. <laughs> um, where is he? There's Ben. <laughs> That's the thing. What is the next project for know. mom? Uh, we have a TV, a TV installed in that new wall that we mm-hmm. put up, and it needs there needs to be like a little 
table stand thing that goes under the TV. I don't know. Some, something like that. We'll see. She'll come up with a couple <laughs> other things for me to do. Well, look at this. A Robert Price super chat to get the day started. The evening started. I hear you. Uh, thanks, Robert. <laughs> I hear you, man. Moms, what are you going to do? They always have more work. Well, and the thing is, like, what, what are you supposed to say? Am I nudging Ma- you? You're manspreading me. Nicole, there is a power adapter <laughs> and a rubo leg in my crotch. If I don't manspread, there won't be much man left. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, no kidding, Robert. What are you going to do? Uh, thanks, Robert. Uh, what should you have to say here? So now you're going uh, live every other week. Does that, Does that mean, mean we have, we have to compress our expectations of you? I think if you guys haven't compressed your expectations of me yet, <laughs> it's, it's uh, past due, frankly. <laughs> Although today may be just a magical show. I'm going to tell you why. It's hot. I did. It's hot also. And we both look better wet. Um, but also, I hurt my back again. Again? And uh, I have a, a, a painkiller in my system. Oh, uh, is that what that, that is? That should start hitting me pretty soon. <laughs> so it's going to get good. Try, he's working out. I've been working out a lot, but I'm also trying to learn. I'm not doing it with any like professional guidance. Maybe and for should, someone like me who has a... Maybe a, you should pay for that. What I need is someone who knows which exercises will trigger a maybe, lower back maybe issue. Maybe you need a, a professional. Because it wasn't like I actually did something like, oh, look at me, I'm trying to be big. Hey. I did it while doing ab exercises. I just did the wrong kind, which my back was like, uh-uh, hey, bad idea. Hey, you're in the Denver area and you're a Are going to use the wood whisperer to try to wrangle? <laughs> some, I'm willing to pay somebody to teach you not to personal injure training. yourself. I don't know if I need a physical therapist I, or a personal trainer. I think you need a personal trainer. Maybe just a babysitter. All right, let's get to our questions. Okay. Seth Downs. Uh, he says, I bought a new Powermatic jointer this weekend, celebrating the anniversary with them. And the lube on the cast iron is also on the helical heads. Uh, hey, when they get messy with the lube. You know what I mean? Mm. Is that meant to be cleaned with a solvent like the beds, or is it meant to just be worn away on the first few cuts? cuts? You know, you can do either. The thing is, if you don't wipe off the extra schmutz, um, it's going to fly off of there. Right, so as soon as you turn it on, yet yeah, the first few passes will get it off the blades. It'll kind of clean itself, but you still have a lot of goop that might go flying. So I would probably recommend just getting a solvent, mineral spirits or kerosene or whatever crap you have that'll help dissolve it. Get a rag full of that and just do a light wipe. Don't go nuts with it. Just spin it around manually. Make sure it's unplugged. Get all the stuff that you can see. Try to clean it as well as you can. It's still going to spit some goo at you uh, as you run the first couple of boards across there. But just do some scrap boards. um, And after the first couple of passes, post-cleaning, it's probably going to be just fine. I wouldn't go too nuts with it, though. Ooh, ooh, I forgot. And you didn't remind me. Charles Thompson in the chat room had emailed me. Um, I'll do this... For you guys, too, if you are entering the giveaway, there's an extra entry. There's a secret code. (gasps) Oh, my God. For an extra entry. I'm going to tell you the code. PM100, 100, table. And I'll get you extra entry. So there Mm -hmm. you go. One extra. That could be the one that you Um, win. Yeah, Tom has a good question. He says, speaking of YouTubers, you commented about not liking to ask for subs and notifications. Why not just put a graphic in the video and skip the vocal asking all together. Well, go watch some of our recent videos. That's exactly <laughs> what we've been doing. It may not be as effective. I don't really know, but uh, our editor, Todd, does a great job of inserting some very mild and not annoying reminders to subscribe if, if you are not subscribed or, or click like or whatever those things are. <laughs> Tim just volunteered to make you a pie safe, Nicole. So Aww, good thanks, news. Tim. Tim's the man. Um, so nice. Okay, Philip Schaefer. 
says, so I was able to convince my wife that I need a track saw for my birthday so I don't have to rely on my local Home Depot to cut down sheet stock for me. I ordered a Makita, um, two by 55 inch guide rails, and I'm planning on building a shop cabinet with drawers at a three quarter inch ply as my first project. I need to cut panels that are about 28 by 15 for the sides of the cabinet. It's a little bit too big for my portable table saw. Any tips on squaring uh, and making parallel cuts with the track saw? I really hate to recommend more stuff because I don't think you have another birthday coming anytime soon, maybe next year. Um, there are things you can buy for track saws that will assist them in doing exactly what you're talking about. One is a track square. So there's a couple different brands out there. The one I have is the Woodpeckers brand. I really like it a lot. That will help you keep your, if you have a nice straight edge, you put your track down on that edge. It gives you a nice square cut. So there's one square corner and you can kind of rotate your way around, continuing making square cuts as you go. As for a parallel cut, there are parallel guides. Now, I don't know what the capacity of those guides are. I've had them in the past, but having a full-size table saw, it just never came up. I never really needed it. So uh, it's basically like a set of bars that will set you a specific distance away from an edge, kind of like an edge guide on a router in a way, and that should allow you to make a parallel cut. So again, hate to recommend you buying more stuff, but look at those jigs. There are also maybe things that uh, look, if there's any jig on the market made out of metal, you could probably find someone on YouTube who made one out of wood or plywood, and maybe there's something you could do to cobble a less expensive version that will get the job done. Uh, I got a question here from... Oh, I just... I lost it. Um, John wants to know an update on mentoring on Discord. Mm. No update, because I've been working on all of the scholarships. Yeah. Uh, if you remember, there I had an application where I allowed people to apply to get a guild scholarship, and I have 100 plus applications that I'm trying to go through right mm -hmm. now. So haven't had time to even look at organizing the mentorship on Discord, but it's on my to-do list. Yeah. Okay. You okay? Sure. <laughs> 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 Dustin says, are there any plans to do a guild build on interior solid wood doors or make a nice window shutter for DIY home improvement projects? Not really anyone else out there that does this the level of detail of content like you do. Besides, what good is it to have a professional grade workshop if you can't add value to your own home with your tools? Well, I couldn't agree more, Dustin. So, blinds. Well, good news. Um, I'm actually working on shutters right now. In fact, I have some of the parts right here. This is not a... Uh, uh, set of stairs. This is actually the top rail uh, of a curved eyebrow window and I'll be doing that on the main site. That won't be a guild project so it won't be insanely detailed but when it comes to shutters it's really all in the measurements and the plans. It's not so hard. None of the techniques are that difficult so look forward to that video coming soon. Maybe we'll do something more in depth in the future. We've got a couple more windows that I wouldn't mind, like the ones in the living room that always get in the mm -hmm. way when, usually when Mateo's playing games during the day. <laughs> the reflection in the TV. <laughs> Trying to um, watch something in there in the morning is hard. Yeah, so maybe we'll do something like that. But as far as interior door goes, interior doors are a little bit tricky. I mean, a lot of like, I can tell you for our interior doors, they are all made of like a laminated product. So while it looks like it's all solid wood, it's not just solid wood. Did you get that thing from Ava? What? A request for time. Oh, I didn't see that. No. And it's not she just has my uh, phone. Yeah, I'll get it. It's not just straight up solid wood. It's actually some sort of a lamination material. Um, I think there's a name for it. Is it LVL? I don't know. I think it's LVL or something like that, where it's basically a bunch of little laminations 
cut like this, and then skinned over with whatever veneer you want. In my case, it's alder. So there might be a solid alder panel in the middle, but all of the flat areas are actually a, a combination of this core material that's more stable than solid wood or non-laminated solid wood, uh, and then it has the veneer on top of it. So yeah, you could make a solid door, but I also get a little bit nervous about making a true solid wood door on that scale. You guys know what happens to solid wood, right? It tends to move, especially with seasons. So I wonder for people, maybe people who have experience in making doors for uh, interior doors like this for houses, does anyone actually make them from just true solid wood throughout? Shannon would probably know something mm. like that because it definitely seems like a much better idea to use this combination of materials with that laminated core um, instead of using solid, true solid wood throughout, just in terms of stability. Got a super chat here from Jeff Early. Uh huh. He must be early. He's not late. I can tell Hopefully. you that much. Uh, just because I made it live this week, also a two-hour show every two weeks. Well, hey, hey. <laughs> If you count the after show. That's true. It's pretty much a two-hour show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, next question I got from our buddy Karen. Karen G. I'm going to be flattening some wide, some wide pieces with a router sled. Do I have to slide the router across the grain, or can I go long ways with the grain? All of the online demos that I've seen show people going across the grain, and I'm wondering if there's a reason for that. Well, I guess if you're going across the grain... Maybe you have less of a chance of uh, a severe tear out. You just are kind of cutting across each time. I don't think it really matters most of the time. And I think you're going to have to look at the wood. So if you take a nice long pass down the length and you come back in the other direction and keep going back and forth like that, um, I think you just look at what the wood is doing. And if it's behaving and, and, and you're getting nice, clean, smooth cuts, Go whatever direction makes sense to you and feels good. Um, if you make that straightaway cut and you start to see more tear out happening, then maybe you want to go side to side. Maybe you'll get better results that way. Uh, Jeff Barry. Thanks for the advice last week about my chessboard project. I think I'll go with veneer. I just have to decide on which woods to use. When doing veneers in small squares, are there any complications to look out for and be prepared for? Also, would hide glue work best for veneer or another adhesive? Yeah, so working with veneer anytime, you do have to be concerned about it. The veneer is very fragile. So if you are making a bunch of cuts, in this case, you probably make like a wider piece that's veneered on both faces. Uh, and then you would slice that piece up, almost treating it like solid wood. Um, so you make your slices, then you maybe glue it together, slice it again the other way, flip your pieces, and glue them back together again. So you just have to make sure you're using a good sharp blade with lots of teeth, right? So like an 80 tooth blade would not be out of the question to give you good results on, on cutting the veneer. And especially once you start doing cross cuts on the veneer, that's when things can get a little bit uh, dicey. As far as adhesive, I mean, a lot of people for smaller veneered projects will use whatever glue they have. It's fine. Philip Morley uses Type-On, just regular Type-On glue on some of his veneered panels. I know David Marks had used that as well at times. Uh, the best veneering glues are the ones that are just kind of a little bit of a hazard to use. Um, they contain formaldehyde, so things like um, Unibond 800, Urac 185, um, pla Plastiwood, it's a weldwood product, just a powder that you mix with water. Those work great, but you got to want to deal with those chemicals. Uh, if you don't, then look into something like Unibond 1. I've used that recently on some bent laminations and some veneering. It works out great. It's like a PVA glue, it's water-based, it's not 
any more dangerous than the regular glues that we use all the time, I think that's a good choice as well. Uh, hide glue actually is a classic um, glue for doing this. You're talking probably getting, looking into hammer veneering. If you've ever heard of that, that's something that you traditionally would use hide glue with. So maybe take a look at that and see if that's what you're into. Since you're talking about veneer, Dwayne uh, Widget asked, can you lay new veneer on top of old veneer? If the old veneer is stable, the new veneer is just wood, right? It's just a very thin layer of wood. So if it's stable and you think you can get the, the appropriate clamping pressure to apply that veneer, I don't see why not. I mean, it's not ideal to like build layers of veneer on top of other layers of veneer because uh, each one may have its own set of failure points. I don't know. But yeah, I don't see anything theoretically if everything is stable. I don't, I don't see why you couldn't do that. And Chaotic Tinkering wants to know if you had a suggestion for a high gloss black finish for a tabletop and no, it's not by choice. <laughs> I think anytime, and this is, there are people who work with solid colors that would have probably better product recommendations than sure. I'm going to give you. I don't do stuff like that very often. So in the past, when I used to work with Cody, if we had, this is back in Arizona when I worked in a finishing shop, uh, one of the things he would do is he had a really nice wide selection of coloring agents and things like pigments. Mm -hmm. So we would use our standard lacquer finish and we would dump pigment into it. So if you wanted a piano white finish, a piano black finish, we would put a bunch of pigment into the lacquer and start building up coats of that color. And then as you get towards your top coats, you have all the solid color you want. Then you start laying clear coats of lacquer on top of that. And it all kind of burns in together. But the color then gets separated a few layers from that top coat so that you can then finish the finish and actually abrade it to a really high gloss. Um, and that was a really effective way for solid colors without going into the world of true paint. Gotcha. Right? Yeah, so that, that's, that's what I've done. That's what I would recommend. Um, but there's probably other ways to mm -hmm. do it and better ways. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Bill. Bill says, what kind of finish would you use on a red oak handrail? It's going to be my stairwell and will be seeing a lot of use. Um, thinking for the future for ease of possible repairs or refinishing. Ugh. Appreciate the advice. Also, just wanted to say hi to Nicole. Oh, hi. Hi, Bill. I think with a handrail, I would say all of our handrails are finished with uh, some sort of film. I don't know if it's a poly, if it's a veneer, or veneer, if it's a lacquer. <laughs> it's definitely a film finish. And they're holding up pretty great. Um, I mean, if you have a repair, it shouldn't be that hard to do. If they're stained, that becomes a little bit harder. But I think anytime you have a high wear surface, you have to look at the, the big question is film or no film. Films being a little more difficult to repair, uh, a hard wax oil being easier to repair. Films provide more protection, hard wax oils provide less protection. So it's a good thing they're easy to repair. Um, do you want a matte finish or do you want a high shine? The film finishes are going to be the high shines. The matte finishes you can easily do with a hard wax oil. So there's is a big it depends. Um, I think in our case, I would have to try to match the, the look of the rest of the woodwork in the house. And if everything else has a sheen, I'm not going to use a hard wax oil. I'm going to go with a, a sort of film forming finish, either a poly, a good quality wiping varnish would be good, or depending on the situation, maybe a lacquer. Got a couple of super chats. Got one from Judy. Judy did a nice super chat. Ah, oh, Judy. If you just Where? keep scrolling, you'll see it. Okay, I'm going. Because <laughs> it highlights it. Scrolling, there. scrolling. <laughs> just because. <laughs> thanks for the show, Spags. Oh, thanks, Judy. Well, thanks, Judy. Really nice. And then Scott Morris did a super chat. Mm -hmm. keep... you, let's not do that. Let's not cross the line. There's a line. I'm 
crossing it. There's a line. <laughs> uh, Scott Morris says. <laughs> I get to get a cup of coffee. A nice cup of coffee for Nicole to help you with the scholarship review. It's been review. a while since we got We kind of fell off the Duncan train. Yeah. Eh. Not, so. not convenient. Yeah. Not convenient anymore. All right. Let's see. We also got a question here from John M. Yep. When will the new stickers be available in the store? Mm, good question. Uh, I've sent a few of those out. In fact, uh, I sent a couple of them out this, just this week. Um, so I put on, I don't know if you saw that, on October 10th is the Wood Whisperer's 15th year anniversary. And I have wow. some cool 15-year throwback stickers that I made up. Um, I think what I'm going to do, I don't necessarily want to sell them. I think I'm just going to offer them as if you buy something in the TWW store. You buy anything physical, yeah, like you get a sticker. We already, we actually have some stickers in there. So if you buy stickers, you'll get the sticker. <laughs> so, Ironically. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I think I'm going to do with them. Um, I wasn't planning on um, doing that until October, mm -hmm. but... Maybe I should do it sooner. Yeah, just do it. All right, I'll do the it. The people want it. All right, all right. Give all right. them what they want. All right, so starting as of today, I'm going to start putting those stickers in anything anything anyone buys over at TWW store. Cool. They're really, they're like this. They're cute. They're cute. I should have brought nice, them with nice me. Nice, nice throwback design. Uh, Mike Andrews says, I'm so new to woodworking that I haven't even started yet. You had some great info about essential tools, CA glue, what you wish you knew before, but I'm still not ready to commit to a project. Are there any other tips that you have for someone that is about to jump into uh, their first project? Yeah, I'll give you some tips. Um, stay off YouTube. <laughs> like, it's going to get confusing, if, I if, think. Yeah, I mean, if you have enough information that you can safely begin a basic project, I would recommend go ahead and like, get yourself a little plan. Um, there's tons of free plans out there. Try to get one from a good reputable source if possible. If they're offering you 16,000 of them, that is not one of the reputable no, ones. No, no, no. Uh, try to get a decent plan and see what you could do to follow it. Hopefully you have all the right tools. If you confront a snag, then consult the internet to try to solve a problem. But I would would urge you to not get in that trap of the research analysis, analysis uh -huh. paralysis type thing, uh, because there's so much information out there. You can get to the point where you get gun shy, that you don't even want to start the project. What you need is sawdust under your nails. Uh, start making some stuff. Make some mistakes. Um, make scrap wood. Wh whatever it takes. Get that experience, because you just... You don't want to build up this first project as such a big thing. It's just a practice project. Yeah. Think of it as a practice project. Yeah. And just get going. Uh, my very first quilt that I made, I just kind of was like, eh, I'm just going to throw it together and see what happens. Yeah. I don't even know what I'm doing. So I'm just cutting stuff up and sewing it together. You didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. Okay. Uh, I did put a link in the chat room. Uh, it's not all of the free projects from the Wood Whisperer over the last 15 years, mm -hmm. but it's a lot of them. And we've got so, a lot of decent beginner-friendly projects, right? We do. So if you go to thewoodwhisperer.com slash free dash plans, you'll see a page, and I tried to bring them all into one place for you. Cool. Eric Cole says, I'd like to build some glass doors for my upper shop cabinets. What's the best method you have found for retaining glass? in a door or other panels that might need to be removed in the future. Well, you know, clips, there's like little staples that you can get. There are little clips that you can screw in. In the past, I've made shop made clips. So if the glass is sitting into a rabbit um, and then all you really need to do is cut some thin strips of material, 
kind of make yourself a little mitered border on the inside, it can look quite nice. As long as they are wide enough that you have material going into the solid wood in the frame around the glass, you could just drive a couple of little uh, flathead screws in there, just countersink them and it's gonna look great. And then if you have any glass breakage, you just take them off. Not that big of a deal, um, but you can also buy clips. Um, my desk in the office, my mm -hmm. uh, executive desk, I had to retain glass and I just made my own little glass retainers. And it's nice because you, you open up the door. It's one of those custom woodworking things. You open up the door and there's this little mini mitered frame. Medicine's hitting me now. Um, this mini mitered frame, you guys all look like little ants to me all the way up here. So you got this beautiful mitered frame on the inside of the door, right? It's just a fun little touch. I like it a lot. Uh, Joe O'Brien did a super chat, a nice super chat. What is that? What's that um, currency? Is that? That's uh, a C with a line in the middle. <laughs> There's a couple lines in the middle. I believe that is technically right. what that's called. <laughs> but he said, for weekly entertainment. So thank you, Joe. Well, thank you, Joe. Nice. What? I like just that. just happened? Ben Price, what are you doing? What? That's very kind ben, of you. Ben, it's not even my birthday. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this must be for the um, personal trainer. <laughs> uh, money for a guild project for the guy oh, the city's just ben. starting. Oh, Ben, you really are speaking our you. language, who my friend. Who, who is it? That um, is, is it a... Oh, I got him right here. I got yeah. him right here. It's uh, Eric. Nope. Nope. It's Mike, Mike Andrews, Andrews Jr. Jr. All right, Mike, uh, I'll reach out to you because Ben was your sponsor. Yeah, that's awesome. For the, for the guild. You know, it's always nice to make a love connection on this show. <laughs> that's what I... I mean, Connecting that's... woodworkers to other woodworkers... In a platonic fashion. That's what I like about the mentoring ship program when I was able to actually yeah. do the matchmaking on Facebook and then they took that feature away and I was like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my hope to do that again. Um, oh, it's a Euro. It's a Euro. Yep. Well, sweet, sweet bearded Jeff says, which is his new nickname, by the, by the <laughs> way, uh, it's British pound sterling. There you go. Well, there so. you go. Or everyone saying Euros. Anyways. Uh, pick a project, man, whatever yeah. you want. We'll I'll, hook you up. I'll message them and, and take care of them. But if, if you need help picking one that's a little bit more beginner-friendly, uh, we could help you with that. Shaker mm -hmm. Table is always a good recommendation yeah. for a beginner yeah. one. Plus, you get to see Nicole and I dressed in stupid clothes, pretending we're shakers. Oh, yes. I forgot about the shaker skit. It's a classic. <laughs> All right. Let's and then see. you got another super chat. How do you... Pen... I'm sorry. I'm going to... Paderick? Padraic? 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 Mulligan. First time watching live. Thank you for hanging out with us. Well, thank you. That's uh, super nice of you. Uh, I'm going to get two black goat woodworking. I love that you always do that I every single time. I am it's nothing like... if not predictable. <laughs> it's like every time Nicole hands me a jar yes. to open. Oh, my God. Since the day we started dating, if there's a jar she needs open. Pickle jar. Here's the move, guys. It works every time. You go and you hide it. You, you kind of put it in your stomach so that you don't hear the pop. And you open it and you I go, and the then pop. you struggle. No, 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 you don't hear it. I always hear it. And the then, pop. no, you never hear it. And then you go, ah, oh, God, I can't get it. And you give it back to them, and they go, whoop, and the lid comes right off because it's already loosened. <laughs> right. You're weird. <laughs> it makes her laugh, though. Black Goat Woodworking says, I see you use your Incra 5000 on the left side of the blade, even though you have a left tilt saw. 
I assume that means you never cut a bevel with the sled. I set mine up on the right side because it's a left tilt saw and I find it very annoying because of the Incra fence and the table saw fence competing for space even though that's what the manual says to do. Can you shed any light on your reasoning? I think Incra does a great disservice to its customers by encouraging you to put it on the right. We have had this, this discussion in the guild group on Facebook mm -hmm. time and time again uh, where people just go by the default and uh, you, why wouldn't you? It's the, it, you would think for a left tilt saw, put it on the right side, that's the recommended way to do it. Here's the problem. Kind of depends on the kind of work you do. If you're doing a lot of bevels with a crosscut sled, then do what they say put it on the right side, your bevels go this way, your sled's over here. So no matter what you do with your blade, you're not cutting into your sled, you're safe. But what do you do when you need to cut a dado with, with the dado stack and your sled? Well now, your dado on a left tilt saw, where does it go? It stacks this way. So the thicker your dado gets, the more you keep cutting into that sled. And essentially you can't use your sled with the dado stack. So the reason I made my choice to put it on the left hand side is because I do more dado cuts with a crosscut sled than I do bevel cuts with a crosscut sled. <laughs> so yes, I never bevel with that particular sled, but you know what I do time and time again? I use my dado stack and it doesn't matter how wide my dado gets, it could be full size, it could be a quarter inch, it could be an eighth inch. I never interfere with my um, with the crosscut sled when I do that. And yes, sometimes you won't be able to use the um, outfeed side, the little add-on piece. You sometimes have to maybe flip it around to put a little bit of a gap there, but it's fine. So I honestly think they should change their manual so that it encourages people to put it on the left side or at least arm them with the decision-making power so that they don't cut into their fence and commit to the wrong side. Our, Get our, off my our friend Mike Zellman's in the chat room and he says, do you have a video showing Mike how, <laughs> how to do offset dowels in a mortise and tenon joint for pulling it tight? Yeah, um, draw bore mortise and tenon joint. We do have a video on that, Mike, on the main site. What is it called? Draw it was, uh, I took an excerpt or took some footage while I was building the Rubo. Mm. So yeah, draw bore, not board, B-O-A-R-D. So O-R-E. There you go. Draw bore. O-R-E. <laughs> the search is just not that smart. <laughs> there you go. Draw bore. So draw bore. That's yep. one. So it's episode 168, draw oh board, mortise, and tenon. When we actually numbered our episodes. Back in the day. <laughs> I keep hearing kids, and I'm thinking, is that our kids? Uh, Neighborhood rugrats. Yeah. Paul Engel says that I've broken down my sheet goods for the MFT mobile cart. I was thinking about the rabbits at the ends of the top and bottom. I've got a 36 inch saw stop and I feel like the sheets would be easier to manage if the rabbit, um, if I cut the rabbit on the right side of the table and that gives me full support for the board with nothing hanging over the edge. So essentially what he's saying, big piece of plywood needs a rabbit on the end. If you use your fence to sort of guide the rabbit and have your work to the left of the blade, you got a lot of meat hanging off the table. So he's suggesting to put it on the right-hand side. Mm -hmm. um, the only disadvantage I could think of is that I won't be able to use my Jessam hold-down rollers, but with the extra support, they don't seem as important. Uh, I'll still be using a sacrificial board on the fence face. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're going to move your fence to the left side of the blade and completely go to the right. Um, yes, no problem with that whatsoever. The only thing I would urge you to do is rehearse the motion. Put the blade down and run that piece through a few times. You'd be surprised at how 
good muscle memory works. And if you are used to always having your fence on the right, you are constantly, without even realizing it sometimes, pushing forward, but also pushing into the fence. So now if you suddenly just one operation have to be on the other side, you, you'd be amazed at how quickly you're gonna push forward and veer off to the right, because that's what you always do. So just go through a couple of practice runs. I can't really see any reason why you would not do that. Got a super chat from Jim Ashley. Super duper chat. Oh, Jim. He's saying thank you to who asked. Thanks uh, to whoever asked the Incra 5000 left tilt saw question and the answer, Mark. I just got an upgraded Incra uh, with my 5000 sitting on the bench ready to assemble. Yeah, it's like one of those things I'd like to make a video. Mm -hmm. Be like, WTF Incra Didn't you 5000 <laughs> review. <laughs> Didn't you do a guild video on that though? We Well, yeah, but that's yeah, not yeah. out in the public. That's it's true. something that comes up a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. Jim, if you look in the guild, uh, guild meetings, meetings area, um, I actually did a little thing about that particular sled. Maybe watch that just as a heads up. There might be other things that we covered in there you might find useful. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> okay, uh, I only got two more here. All right. Ben Price said, I thought I saw on Instagram you doing a table saw sled review. Crap, I wanted to talk to you about this before I talked about this publicly. Uh, a table saw sled review video. Should I bite the bullet and get the Incra 5000 or the Rockler brand sled? If the video is coming out soon, I completely, uh, it's fine to pass on this question. Okay, here's the thing. There are times when I get a product in to review. Mm. This is kind of why I got away from reviewing. Reviewing is fraught, especially in a business where people tend to meet each other in person sure. and people tend to like you get to meet these people face to face. Um, it can be very difficult to provide fair, honest reviews without hurting feelings. And you can just say it's all business and it, the right thing to do is always tell the truth 100% of the time, but that's a great way to lose some friends. Yeah. You know, and I mean, it's, it's, it's a very careful thing because I am never uh, not truthful about product reviews. So there are times where something com comes across my plate and I go, I think this is awful. This is terrible. And I'm afraid to talk about it because it's not, and especially if it's not something, if it was a popular thing that yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. is raving about, I might be the guy to go like, like the, um, uh, the Festool Cyclone thing uh. where it was new. Everybody's talking about it. And I'm like, it sucks. <laughs> and I made a video about it. But on certain things, I'm just like, oh, I just don't feel well, good because you could really damage re a company. I remember when you did a long time ago, a it wasn't necessarily a review, but Festool was the only one in the game doing that track saw thing. Yeah. And then DeWalt? DeWalt came out with it. And the fact that you just did that, we lost them as a sponsor because of that. <laughs> And it wasn't even because I said anything overtly bad. No. I just wasn't enough of a cheerleader yeah. on the good side of things. Yeah. Um, and it happens. It's yeah. fine. If that's if, And here's the thing. That, that is a reflection of who was running the show at the time yeah. Yeah, and yeah. not who's there now. Right. Um, I'm sure they're great people. So when it comes to this sled thing, it, I'm not going to do the video. And the reason is because one of those was horrible. And if you want to email me, I will absolutely tell you the full story and tell you who it was. I just don't feel comfortable blasting in this format without you guys having all the information. That said, you asked about Rockler and Incra. Those are not the two that I had a problem with. Oh. The Rockler is sitting right over there. Mm -hmm. I actually think the Rockler is an incredible bang for the buck in terms of what you get. And one of the things that I love about the Rockler 
that absolutely crushes the Incra, as much as I love my Incra, is the guide bar. So one of the things I've seen with some of these miter bars underneath, mm -hmm. instead of having, like the Incra does, those little Ouch. nylon washers and this horrible screw that is so tiny, uh, you use a little Allen wrench on it and you have to tighten it so much that you actually twist and uh, deform your Allen wrench. It's an awful system, I, I hate it, but once it's set up, it's great. Um, but I don't like making adjustments and having to fix it. Um, the Rockler has those little spring-loaded balls in there. Have you guys seen those? Mm -hmm. They're little balls, like this. Okay, okay. Little balls, Nicole. Come on. And <laughs> Your timer's going to go off very soon. They're spring-loaded, so what you do is you provide a little bit of tension, and you just increase the tension as you go, and the balls kind of all find their home, and it, it's a great system for, for something that has to ride through that track. I mean, the balls are so smooth. Very smooth balls. Okay, okay. Balls. <laughs> Anyway, I actually think, do, is the Rockler as good as the Incra? No. But look at the price difference. So if I didn't already have the Incra, I'd look at that Rockler and be like, I, I kind of like this. I mean, Rockler's um, branded stuff that they make, pretty darn good. Full disclosure, Rockler is a sponsor of Wood Talk. Um, so I have to tell you that just to make sure you know. But um, I'm not going to review this product. I'm probably going to give that, that one away. Nick Gill says, good day from Melbourne. Hold on, who asked that question? Uh, I don't know. It was in, oh. it was in, it was Ben Price. Ben Price? Who just did the super chat. Hey, hey Ben, I'll tell you what, man. Um, you send us an email. If you pay for shipping, I'll give you that sled. There you go. Just help us with the shipping. I'll box that sucker up and it's yours. Uh, said, any advice on buying power tools? Hey, people are going to want you to hurt your back a lot after this. <laughs> I get generous when I'm <laughs> high on painkillers. Uh, hey, Mark, any, here's a good exercise for you. <laughs> any buying, uh, advice on buying power tools from overseas? There seems to be a real shortage here in Oz. It's not just Oz. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. There's shortages here. People are waiting months and months but, and months. So is he asking because he wants to buy tools outside yes. of Australia yeah, yeah, yeah. to get them in? yeah. Buying equipment overseas is a big deal. So my friend Kim lived in Australia for a little bit, and we did a video game podcast, and she was telling me how much more expensive video games were because of all of the fees that get mm -hmm. tacked on to physical games that come in to Australia. I've heard that about um, uh, specifically um, Jets clamps. Yeah. I think the parallel clamps are ridiculously yeah. expensive there. So I would, I would worry that you're not only going to pay more, but way more because of, of, of your, of the fees. Not only is every animal trying to kill you in Australia, the prices are too. <laughs> I saw a little meme with this cute, I don't oh, even know I saw what it, it was. Little, and it's like, it's bitten. not that it doesn't want to kill you. It just can't. It just can't. <laughs> oh man. John Riggs says, having some walnut logs sawn this week, would you air dry or kiln dry? I'm 67, may not want to wait for an air dry. Oh, oh don't I'm say sure, that. I'm sure you know what you do? Time. You go out there, you do a little lifting, you get a little extension on that time period. Yeah. If you have access to some sort of kiln drying process, why not go with that? It's going to make it faster. Um, obviously, air dried lumber is fantastic. My buddy uh, Carmona li lives and dies by the stuff. He, he loves it. How That's long what does, he does it take to air dry? It depends. There is a classic rule of an inch 
per um, a year per inch of thickness or something okay. like that. Uh, but Matt says that's BS. Oh, really? And Shannon agrees. Oh. Not that it's BS, but you can't, there's no one size fits right, all yeah. plan Well, it also depends lumber. on where you live, right? The conditions it's stored in, all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure both Matt and Shannon have content on drying that might help you out. But, yeah, I agree with you. Why, why bother air drying if you have access to something that's uh, more akin to a kiln? Mm-hmm. I had a question here from, uh, from someone. Hold on, where'd it go? Is it that one? Yeah, I think Fatima. Fatima. It's got to be Fatima. I refuse to believe it's anything else. I have a high barrier on spending on materials and plans. Have you ever spent yourself on plans? Why am I having trouble reading this? Um, Have you ever spent yourself on plans and how to overcome anxiety on spending materials? Okay. Ah, yes. It, that is a, a bit of a challenge. Do you remember when I first purchased mm-hmm. my first real hardwood mm-hmm. from a hardwood dealer? It so was cool. the inspiration for the video that yeah. included you as the checkout girl because I was so intimidated by it. But I remember I bought birch and it was not figured. It was just very blotchy. But let's call it figured. Yeah, yeah. It was very expensive to me at the time. You know, we didn't have a whole lot of money. And mm-hmm. here I am buying this really expensive board just to make a, my first end table or a, a nightstand. And I was scared to death. I, I did not want to waste this material. The only thing I could say is reps. It's, it's something where you just have to get started. Mm-hmm. Um, double check your setups. Go get some inexpensive wood. Here's another thing that you can do. If you practice your cut, so if you have a joinery setup that you don't want to mess up, well, don't do it on your good stuff. Get a two by four, get a piece of crap, piece of wood. Uh, use that to prove to yourself that the cut works, that your hands are in the right place, everything feels right. Prove it first and then do the cut on your good stuff. I don't necessarily do it for fear of doing it wrong. It's just habit at this point. Um, you know, I'm not worried about wasting the material. I just don't want to be wasteful in general, right? So um, I will always do practice cuts and practice setups. So I think that's a good way to build your confidence while you're building the project. But in general, to get to a point where you don't have to worry so much because you're confident in your abilities, it's just reps. You just got to do more. Yeah. Are we good? Kim Erickson's in the chat and did a super chat. Thanks. Um, you you got to keep going down. <laughs> there it is. Kim Erickson. <laughs> oh, look at the puppy. It's a puppy. It's a puppy. He's cute. Uh, thanks for all the advice recently and a good day, everyone in Melbourne and NSW. What's NSW? It's North Southwest. Okay. No one knows where it is. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had, I wish I had better, hopefully maybe somebody in the chat room, Kim Mm. might even have better advice for you on um, the tool purchasing from overseas. Mm -hmm. I wonder if there's different, like, what are they called? Customs? Like the customs fee from say the UK may be different. Than the U.S. and international yeah. stuff, it's above my pay grade. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, D. Grams says, "Any thoughts on the Woodworkers Fighting Cancer project this year?" We talked about it last we week. We talked didn't we? about it. We looked through some plans on Rockler, found a few things. I actually found something on Amazon. It is a. It's like a lazy Susan. Mm-hmm. So it's like this big, and then it has wooden things for like crayons and and so it's like for a kid yeah. you put it in it's like new south thing. wales okay not north southwest <laughs> as i thought who knew <laughs> i like mine better uh, 
So that we haven't we haven't formally picked a project, but we we're we're working on we're it. We're working on it, and we're narrowing it down. We're, we're I like burning. the idea of also um, a portable puzzle uh, thinger thingy thingy thing. What you talking about Willis? So like my cool uh, haunted mansion puzzles. Yeah, I would love to have like flat thing that I could put a cover on it. We have one of those. It's called a table. I know, but I want to move it around. You can move the table. I can't right now, <laughs> but in the future, we'll move the table. <laughs> no, I want to be able to take it into the living room or yeah. like... No, I get you. Like yeah, a little portable, yeah, a portable work surface. A portable puzzle. Slash Lego platform. Mm, yeah, sure. I got to I gotta do something with this. Yeah, that's true. It's not going to build itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we done? I like that. I like that idea. A portable puzzle. Yeah. Pro I feel like I need another P in that. Um, I want to answer one last question okay. and then we're out of here. Okay. Yeah, we're going to head on over to the after show. While he's talking, I'm going to put the link to the Patreon uh, where you can find that link to the video. Or if you're on YouTube, go to the community tab on our page. Oh, my man girdle's making me sweat. <laughs> You said, do you have it on? Yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, how do you think I'm sitting here for so long? Um, I totally missed the question after I put it up. Oh. Okay. Was it Ed? I guess it's Ed. How do you design projects so that it's structurally sound? I always find myself worrying about whether the wood will be strong enough or not. Well, here's one very generic, possibly unsatisfying sort of answer. Look at what other people do. And I don't just mean anybody. I mean, look at official plans. Look at good quality pieces of furniture a lot of this stuff has been figured out. In most cases, what we build in wood is over-engineered. It will take more, like we look at joints and go, oh, well, this one is only 500 pounds and this one's 300. And it's like, okay, so let's put 10 of them in a project. And is that enough to support a 155 pound human being? Yes, of course it is. So a lot of times we over-engineer. But if you look around and you look at traditional furniture, the way it's made, the type of joints that are in it, Chances are, as long as you don't veer too far off from those standards, you're going to be fine. The only time you get into weird stuff is if you go off on a weird, crazy design and now you have to figure out a solution to a problem, then you have to go, well, is this going to be strong enough? I'm not really sure. So if you're just starting out making your own stuff, chances are you're not doing crazy exotic designs. Everything you're designing has been done before. So look at some of the things that have been done before. Use that as, as a starting point until you start to get a better feel for what is strong enough to get a, a certain thing done. Aaron Tidwell helped me out with the name, the Portable Puzzle Platform. Triple P. I'm with you. P3. P3. Okay. Well, uh, my friends, it has been a great evening. Uh, we appreciate you yes, hanging out with us. Do. I won't remember any of this tomorrow. <laughs> hey, we recorded it's not it. that bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go watch this again tomorrow to refresh my memory on what an idiot I was. Yeah. Uh, we're also doing an after show here we that are. Nicole already mentioned. Yep. So those of you who are with us for the after show, uh, hang out. And did we talk about the notification crew? There was a note in oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I said, I, rem I put it in there to remind you. But we you. didn't say it. No, no, no. So we'll bring, we may have mentioned it last week. Every time we post a video, you've every got a Friday. chance. Yeah, every Friday morning, you have a chance to win a free guild project. All you need to do is go to our YouTube channel, make sure you're subscribed, turn on your notifications, then also make sure your device and your YouTube settings, you have your notifications enabled to let them go through. Mm -hmm. People hit that bell and they go, I'm not getting anything. It's because they got it blocked somewhere else in the chain. Yeah. So if you have that all set up, when we post the video Friday mornings, Go to the video, look at that first pinned comment from me, and there's going to be a link there. You just go in, you fill out your name, your email address, and it closes after yeah. the first hour. You have one hour to get there, 
And if you uh, do that, you have a pretty darn good chance, especially early on, because yeah. a lot of people still don't know no, no, about no. it. So you will be part of what we call the notification crew. Right. Uh, and you There's get a chance to win a project. 400 or so people that entered today. Yeah, the number so. is still very small. Mm -hmm. You're, and we pick we pick five. five. We don't just pick one. We pick yep. five people And I don't do duplicates. So if you won in the past, you're not going to win. We don't sure. do dupies. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's it. You guys have a wonderful... Well, weekend, and we yeah. will see you the week after next week. Yes, the week after the next week. Okay, yeah. I'll be healed up by then. Okay, see you guys. Bye. Bye-bye.